The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. We are live. Hi, everyone. Hola, como esta? Oh, you're going to do that again? Muy bien, tu comment ça va? Bonjour tout le monde. Uh, episode 188 of the All Dolphins podcast, our live preview of the Buffalo Bills matchup for week 18, which will determine the AFC's title. Very simple for the Dolphins. They win number two seed. They will face Buffalo, Jacksonville, or Pittsburgh in the first round of the playoffs. If they lose, they will be the number six seed, and they will play at Kansas City next weekend. We don't know when it could be Saturday night, Sunday, Saturday during the day, or even Monday. Remember, we got extra day of first-round playoffs nowadays with seven seeds in each conference. Episode 188, very quickly, retrospective of the eight season, 88 season. Not much to talk about. It was a crap year. Dolphins were six and ten that that year is one of one of only two seasons for Don Shula's Dolphins head coach when the Dolphins had a losing record. The other one was 1976. I can't think off the top of my head of anything that stands out from that season other than I broke my thumb one time in October playing street hockey and had to cover a game with a broken thumb and a big metal splint around my thumb and trying to button a shirt, which was a Funny. Hold on, hold on. Make this make sense for me. Exactly where do you play street hockey? And and I'm assuming those are on rollerblades, right? Uh, no, there's there's rollerblade, there's roller hockey on rollerblades, and then there's also street hockey on good old sneakers. And there was there was such a thing. Oh, as you're a running around with a yeah. stick and a, and a ball and a ball, and there was such a thing as a South Florida street hockey league, and played in it for. Like we had like 15 seasons or so and happened to break my thumb one of these years. So that's the only I can remember from the, the 88 season. The Dolphins, as I said, I, as I recall correctly, it began with a 34 to seven loss at Chicago and ended with a 40, 24 loss at Pittsburgh. Dan Marino threw for a lot of passes, but didn't accomplish a whole lot. Again, Dolphins were six and 10. So uh, let's bring it back to this Saturday, January 6, 2024. Dolphins made their usual Saturday moves. They involved, as expected, Jerome Baker being activated from injured reserve. As expected, Melvin Ingram being elevated from the practice squad. Baker took the spot of Bradley Chubb, who was put on IR. And finally, cornerback Ethan Bonner also was elevated from the practice squad. Man, that was predictable as well. I, I actually predicted all three moves, which early in the day. 
I don't know why the Dolphins waited till like 4 p.m. to announce it. I guess it's gamesmanship or or strategy, whatever whatever you want to call it. Or to annoy me because I could have written the story beforehand. Bro, um, you wrote the story and it came out like one minute after the announcement was released. I know, but I mean, it's, it's always it's like the Dolphins this year. I've had this thing that they always have to put in their moves, release their moves after the other team does it. It's like. I don't know, whatever. Uh, the Buffalo moves today, for those not aware, they have removed center Mitch Morse from the injury report. Remember, he didn't practice Friday with an illness, was questionable while he's playing. It means that everybody on the Bills' 53-man roster is good to go. The Dolphins have, remember, those two questionables. We can remove Jerome Baker from being questionable considering he was activated, so that leaves Jalen Waddell and Raheem Mostert as questionable. And then the Bills also elevated veteran running back Leonard Fournette from their practice squad. Oh, and for those who were asking, because this came up on Twitter, it could become a must-win game for the Bills if the Baltimore, sorry, if the Pittsburgh Steelers win at Baltimore and the game just started, and the Jacksonville Jaguars win at Tennessee to capture the AFC South, because then the Bills would be in a win-or-out situation if those two scenarios occur. If Pittsburgh or Jacksonville loses, then the Bills will have clinched a playoff berth before the game Sunday night. This is not a wine cooler. It's just ginger beer. I'm okay. not ashamed to drink a wine cooler to answer the question that I saw in the comments. Um, I'm not a heavy alcohol drinker. so I like, I like our buddy Dana said, let Omar drink whatever he wants. You go, Dana. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm testing out new alcohols, uh, just full shake transparency. Alcohol gives me migraines, uh, lately, and I'm still trying to figure out which kind of alcohol gives me migraines. So I'm testing out whiskey at the present moment. Not a huge fan, but, yeah. uh, just need alcohol for social situations. I'm not a big drinker to begin with. No, and I'm not a big drinker either. I, I used to like the occasional glass of wine, but right now I'm like, on a uh, health watch. So I'm like being very careful, like doing keto thing and staying away from alcohol. For yeah. We got to make sure you survive. Poupard. I know. Yeah. The, the weight was getting out of control and I wasn't feeling particularly well for a bit and it was time to address it. So um, it's exercise. I, it's exercise. Well, that's part of it. And I, I haven't done a lot. I work, I work too hard for, for all the good folks out there and don't do enough exercise, but I have vowed, not re not re New Year's resolution because that's whatever, but about to start playing tennis again. So, mm -hmm. um, people are asking me because um, I did a address this on a tweet. Um, uh, Omar, can you talk about Brent Grimes? Miko put up Miko put out a post. Everybody knows I'm friends with Miko um, and Brent. Uh, Miko put out a post that, and Brent goes to the games. Brent lives down here. Brent is. I guess they've they've ended their beef with the Dolphins franchise, which you know let's let old beefs lay where they are. Um, that Brent would play for the veteran minimum, which or whatever, or seventy five thousand dollars. And I don't really think it's viable for this game, especially now because you can't add anybody to the roster at this point. But uh, I thought about it for the playoffs because I'm of the opinion. And those who know me know I don't really shy away from my opinions or or what I think. Um, 
Really? Since when? If Xavier Howard can't come back, and I highly doubt that he can come back, your season's done. And I have that opinion because, one, you're not going to play anybody other than Eli Apple and Cater Kohu. And when we look at their body of work for the season and the caliber of quarterbacks that you're going to play in the playoffs, it's not looking too good for you. Uh, especially if you don't have, let's say, a Jalen Ramsey shadowing your opposition's best player. Now, maybe you can get past Kansas City. Maybe. Because they don't have a good receiver. Um, you, you figure out you Jalen on Kelsey and you, you let you figure it out for everybody else. No, you don't like that. Jalen on Kelsey, it's, that's a weird one. Travis uh, on tra- Jalen on Travis. I don't, I don't know who Kelsey is. Yeah, 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 got you on that one. It's just it, it's a weird one to me. It, um, but go ahead. Go okay. Ahead. Um, I know Brent's in great shape. Brent plays tennis just about five days a week and still runs the same hill that he runs when he was training. They're training their son to be a tennis player and he's in tennis Academy. Um, Brent is always in great shape. Uh, and I Brent's probably one of the best athletes that I've ever seen. Uh, I think I've recently seen him not this year, but maybe last year do his patented jumping straight out of a pool thing where he doesn't use stairs to get out of a pool. He actually just jumps from the inside the pool to outside the pool which I just think is absolutely ridiculous. Um, and I know he's in great shape. F, when you're a 14-year veteran, when you're a 14-year veteran, you're, you're its owner, man. You've played in every scheme. You've called it every single possible thing. The guy next to you can let you know what you're playing or they can send you signals from the sideline because you're actually a boundary corner. I think I think you could figure it out. I I, I don't think it's that hard. And is a Brent Grimes who hasn't played in five years better than the Eli Apple? In my opinion, probably. Okay, but let, let's be realistic here. In a real world, exactly, and, and, and I know, again, I don't want to – I'm going to be very polite in how I say this because I know you have a relationship with the Grimes. Uh, in the real world, what exactly is the percentage of likelihood of that happening? Is it, is it 1% or less than that? Come on. I would put it at if no, I would put it at probably 1% because you're probably not going to be smart enough to actually know that you don't have what you need at cornerback and just let your season die on on the hill that you're on. Do do you have enough at cornerback right now? Here's the other thing too is I mean Brent can be the greatest athlete in the world and he, and he is a fabulous athlete no question about it I'm not disputing that like you said the dude hasn't played in five years sorry uh, well yeah five years 2018 was his last season are we really suggesting that the dude's going to come out from his couch or sorry from the tennis courts you know put on a put first of all number one he would have to put on a show at a workout for the dolphins if they were even inclined to remotely think about that possibility that i don't even worry about oh, okay uh the, uh and then, and then have the dolphins incorporate him into that I, i'm not to me i think I, I i saw that tweet when you put it out and i was like i'm sorry what do you remember um it was the safety for the Los Angeles Rams. Uh, damn, why does the name escape me? He's a David Cantor client. Um, yes. 
Eric Weddle. Eric Weddle. Hadn't been out of the NFL for five years. No, you're right. Uh, I agree with you. The, the five years is is a lot. Um, the I think he might be 40 now, which... I had him up. I had his page up like... Uh, yep, right here. Hold on. I can tell you right now. Brent yeah. is 40 years old. Yeah. And I would tell you, generally, it sounds crazy, but if you know the caliber of athlete that Brent is and you do know the caliber of athlete he is... You you you're saying that it's just not possible, right? It it's crazy to be honest with you. And like I said, it, it's it's an interesting idea and all that, but and really for the, for the playoffs, I mean, because if I recall correctly, Eric Weddle signed like either very late in the season. I don't. Think I thought he just joined for the playoffs. Uh something else I can double give check. Me, I, give me a second. Uh. As I look at for Eric Weddle. And while Omar is doing that, let's go ahead here. Um, again, I, I'm going to repeat this. I saw somebody put something else differently. The Bills will be playing for their playoff lives, if you want to use that expression, meaning win or out if Pittsburgh wins at Baltimore, the game that's going on right now, and Jacksonville at Tennessee. Nothing else needs to happen. If one of those two things does not happen if he, if either Pittsburgh or Jacksonville lose, the Bills clinch the playoffs, and then they will be playing for the seed. Uh, and in the AFC, the number one seed is locked in, the number three seed is locked in, that's KC, and the number five seed is locked in, that's Cleveland. So the only things that are in play are two, four, six, seven. The winner of Houston and Indy Saturday night is in, but they could be a six or a seven, depending on other results. The winner of Buffalo Miami obviously gets two, and then the other, and then Jacksonville could lose against Tennessee and still get in. They need other results as well. So mm -hmm. uh, no, again, Omar, I, I, I hate. I don't like. I don't necessarily poop on your idea, but to me, it's you can poop on it. It's crazy. When I saw it, I thought it was crazy. Then I was like, crazy. Mm, he's still in a ridiculously good shape. Um, hasn't which played is, five years. Huh? He hasn't played in five years. When you played for 14 years, though, how much, how, like, how much different is what you're doing, man or zone? Like, I, honestly, I'm tell not, me. I'm not from a knowledge standpoint. I'm talking about, and he, he's, he could be a, as phenomenal an athlete as he wants. He's still 40 years old and hasn't played in five years. And I don't disagree with you. Sounds crazy. But question is, are you certain that it's not better than Eli Apple? Yeah, I would think, I, yeah, given the circumstances, I'm certain it's not better than Eli Apple. I mean, All right. Um, oh, hold on. That wasn't the one I wanted. Uh, whoa. Whiskey talk here. Yeah. Um, this is a good question. Sorry. No, Vince makes a good point. Oh, you just. Yeah, I don't like your Vince makes a good point. Um, when they when they at, when they use the term walkthrough, what does it actually mean, Poupard? They have oh, to physically walk. You want me? You want me to? They literally it means walk through plays. That's basically what they're doing. They're they're rehearsing plays they're going to run in the game, and they're doing it. It's either like either it three quarter no half speed, even quarter speed, or literally walking, just basically so everybody knows where they're supposed to go. The landmarks for the offensive linemen, the cutoff points for the the routes, and all that. That's what the term walkthrough means. It's not a practice per se, which is why you will have like even Mike McDaniel told us that Friday before he spoke to us and before practice, they had a walkthrough, uh, 
which again is not a, a regular practice. That's what that means. Mm -hmm. Okay, let's attack some of these over here. Uh, Fins RK, thank you very much. Just wants to thank you for all your work. I read, listen every day. The podcast has really helped me through a very sad period of my life. Love you both. I'll well, sorry to hear that and hope whatever it is that's going on gets better. Yeah, man. Fins, Fins RK09, this too shall pass, my brother. Keep putting one foot ahead of the other. Some horrible things have generally happened to me in my life. And you know what? If you keep moving forward, sometimes whatever leaves you, it'll you'll you'll get twice as much back. Um, and, so. and and your comment that that whatever little, little the little thing we do here has helped you during that time, I love it. You know, glad glad to do whatever we can to help you out. Mm-hmm. Um Chris. Omar, I think that's yours. What do you pay to? <laughs> oh, you just go give it to me? No, I'll, I'll address it too. But I want yeah, they don't want they don't want my answer. They want your answer. I'll go first. Okay. You want me to go first? <laughs> um, I generally am very good at the business side of this stuff. Um, right now, the baseline, the bare minimum, is the Justin Herbert deal which has been trumped over three times already and will be surpassed probably another two times before the season's finished. Um, you, you got Jacksonville, who's going to probably give uh, Trevor Lawrence a contract that he doesn't deserve. Um, you got Dallas having to re-up Dak Prescott. Ouch, shot fired. Then. Um Quarterbacks right now, if you got a decent quarterback, you got a top 10 quarterback, you're giving him at least $200 million. Um, and I'm going to conservatively say two is going to walk away with maybe 120 of, of it guaranteed fully. So um, that's where you are. And oh, or, or, or. You could do the Poupard piss him off route and make a play on the fifth year contract and then threaten the franchise tag the next year. Ultimately, that will cost you relatively about $60 million for the next two years, which is fine. You could do that. You could go that route. Um, but we all know that this organization loves Tua. They're going to try to take care of Tua. And hopefully they can come to some common ground on on a deal. But okay, here's the thing though. See the the, the way Chris asked the question is, what do you pay to? A, the what the prediction is is I am like with Omar. I think the Dolphins are like 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 uh, hearts a flutter with Tua. Google, uh, yeah, Google eyes. Yes, Google eyes and all that. So I I, I do think they're gonna sign the long term extension with big money. Uh, I, I could see what you're saying with 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 Herbert. I don't think he matches Burrow. Um, I don't. No, know. He, I don't think he matches Burrow either. I don't even recall what Lamar, what Lamar got. Uh, but the premise is is if it's me and and under again, this is your hypothetical, not mine. Mm -hmm. Your hypothetical that Tua plays by the next two games. I if it's me again, I absolutely sit on it. He plays on the fifth year option. Um, I think you sit on it even if he plays well. Just me, I guess. Me? Yeah, you. If he balls yeah, out you. the next two games, no. If he balls out the next two games, he's earned it. 
Uh, Lamar Jackson got $185 million is guaranteed. 135 is fully guaranteed. Five years, 260 million dollars. Yeah, I don't think he touches that either. I don't. I don't know if he gets there, but I'm more in the 120 million fully guaranteed realm, and I'm pretty sure um, Tua is not going to turn his nose up at that. Now he could, but also remember that you have injury history injury risk, injury concern, mm-hmm. and and you can be one play away from having your hip shattered and maybe it ending your career. Taking that $120 million guaranteed might be a wise decision for you. And which is why for me, again, under the hypothetical, if he doesn't ball out, mm-hmm. what's the hurry of making that long-term com- commitment to him? That, again, this is just Respect. Me. Respect. Yeah. Respect, perform in big games. Again, under this hypothetical. Under this hypothetical. And here's the thing. And I know I one of the commentary I've gotten is, well, who else are you going to get? You don't need to get anybody else. He's on he's under contract for next year. Here's my problem with the and I'm hopeful and I am optimistic and I'm waiting patiently for him to have his stones drop. They haven't yet. Um Damn. and his minerals and I'm, I know it's going to happen eventually. Do I feel like it's going to happen when Tyreek is on one ankle and Jalen Waddle is on one ankle and Raheem Mostert is on one ankle and everybody on your offensive line is battling an injury? That's when it needs to happen. That's, that's exactly when it needs to happen if you're, going to, if you're going to do this. That's when it needs to happen. No? As Omar is like, I would feel way more comfortable if his arsenal was sound and his line was sound. And I get the point that you're making. I absolutely get the point that you're making. But you're expecting me to carry my team to the playoffs and a playoff win with Cedric Wilson as my number two, as my number three weapon. Right? Be shelling out the massive bucks. Absolutely. Otherwise, again, again, I'm going to say this as clearly as I can. Not everybody can can make the Dolphin offense function the, the way Tua can. It's not like everybody can do it. But the, Pittsburgh just scored a touchdown, by the way. Uh, but it's not like there's not a, a decent number of, of quarterbacks who could. So if you're going to pay Tua like he is high level like that, he needs to be high level. And it's not just when every he, – He wasn't high level when he statistically led the league in every statistical stat for an entire season. He wasn't high level when he's setting all kinds of franchise records. He wasn't high level Again, when he was selected you're, you're, to his first Pro Bowl as a starter. You're getting shackled to stats. And this is and this is – How about the win-loss record? Can I get shackled to that? No, because we've already established the – one loss record, for, or at least you should know by now that no, I'm not going to give you that. And by the way, if we're going to go, since you like to go with the passer rating so much, which basically is quarterback throws, and regardless of whatever happens around them, the help he gets or not doesn't help, it's strictly based on the, the end result of the play, which is extraordinarily rigid. The other extreme is QBR, which takes a human element of evaluation into play. Two on the QBR is like 12 in the NFL. Okay, so when you keep throwing at me, he was number one in passer rating. So was Nick Foles. Oh, wow. You're going to yawn it at me. Okay, all right. 
it's not insignificant, but it's not the end all be all that you keep making it. All right. Friend. I see how you do me. Okay. I see how you do them. All right. Tuna is going to take notes. Um, um, and I, I, I said what I said. Yeah. Pastor. I know you said what you said. Tua right now is the number four rated quarterback in, in the NFL in terms of passer rating behind. And Brock Purdy's number one. And you're going to, you're not going to tell me for half a second that Brock Purdy's the best quarterback in the NFL. Brock Purdy's the most efficient quarterback in the NFL, so I will tell you that for half a no, second. And no. He's been there for majority the of the season, 9.6 yards per attempt, 4,280 yards, 31 touchdowns, 11 interceptions, not sacked a lot. I'm sorry. Brock Purdy is the most efficient quarterback in the NFL, and he's and it's he's on his second year of doing it, so it's not a fluke. So, like, you could sit here and you could disrespect Brock Purdy as much as you want, the numbers say he's the most efficient quarterback in the NFL. Now, is he the, the numbers, quarterback that I'm scared of? No. Omar, Omar, the numbers are assigned to the quarterbacks, but if you don't think the fact that he has the best running back in the NFL, the most one of the most versatile, the top five wide receiver in Debo Samuel or, or all-purpose offensive player, maybe the one of the top three tight ends in the NFL, one of the best offensive lines. If you don't think that factors into it, I don't know what to tell you. Okay. Sorry. It is what it is. I, I the guy balled when he didn't have. He, he still won games when he didn't have a full injuries and a full arsenal. No, they got their asses kicked. They lost three games in a row when they didn't have Trent Williams and 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 McCaffrey. Precisely, no. And in fact, he took a ding from on the national reputation level because of that. And I think we all know also since he's a number one pass rated passer. He's not sniffing the MVP because Lamar Jackson is going to win it. Lamar Jackson, I think, is what seventh in passer rating. No, he's uh, he's right behind Tua. Um, Ooh. Lamar Jackson. I think he was seventh last night. No, he's fifth. He's right behind Tua. Right. Okay. Um, but again, to me is and I, you're. I know you were a huge fan of the passer rating and all that. It's not the end all be all. Still am. Still am. Fine. Still am. You're allowed to be. Justin wrong. Herbert's number thirteen in passer rating, by the way. Oh, you didn't, have a, you didn't have a good year. Of course, circumstances around him were completely ideal. He just, it was all him who totally sucked. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Again, that's Josh what... Allen is 17th in passer rating, by the way. Yeah. How much does Josh Allen impact the game with his running, though? Again. <sighs> Watch I mean, the games. Hold on, you 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 bringing up scrambling quarterbacks, and I I didn't bring up scra scrambling quarterbacks but in that's this part of it. If oh, you, it's not. It's completely part of it. If you don't think Josh Allen impacts games with his, with yeah, his he running, does absolutely. Okay. He does. He does. We're not no talking question. about just 
strictly passers. We're talking about quarterbacks and how they help their team win. Okay. I mean, I, I, I get you. And I'm, I'm down with how quarterbacks help their team win. But, uh, uh, and, and I do think that the running element of Lamar Jackson and Josh Allen are make them dynamic weapons. But, like, let's – it's not passer. So it's quarterbacking and it's playing and offensive weaponry, but it's not passing. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't factor that, that in. Anything. What? What does that have to do with anything? Nah, so it's, it's about effic- uh, effectively running an efficient offense. That's the way I view it. I and I res- I respect it. I think it's a da- makes you a dangerous player and a very difficult player. Part of the reason why I think the Dolphins will not beat the Bills today, tomorrow, because Josh Allen pays that child support. Um, so you're it, saying oh, Josh Allen's a more efficient passer than Tua? Is that what you're saying? No, I'm saying Josh Allen's a more dangerous weapon than Tua. And part of it is because he also he has a running element. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Max from Montreal. Definitely not a more two. efficient quarterback than Tua, but he's efficient more, player. More dynamic quarterback than Tua. But. Okay. Yeah, I'll give you that. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Max from Montreal. Bonjour à vous deux. That means hi to you too. Hi, you too. Since Allen has a similar. Well, that's a real comp. Bonjour. Say that again. Bonjour à vous deux. I felt like I'm gonna you're gonna spit on me. Bonjour à vous deux. That's what my wife does every time I like say some French stuff to her. She's like, ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. Bonjour à vous deux. À vous deux. À vous deux. Bonjour à vous deux. It's always funny. Since Allen has a similar skill set as Lamar, do the Bills just cut and paste the Ravens blueprint from last week? Thanks. Uh it's similar in the sense that they're both quarterbacks who can hurt you with their legs however the running styles are completely different yeah and it's funny noticed- you say that because Vic says my game plan was trash so it, clearly Vic is not going to be re- re- replaying that game plan yeah but I was also a lot of Vic falling on the sword if we're going to be honest about it he need to fall on the sword game plan was trash it well is it his fault that that Eli Apple decided to pass off Zay Flowers and and let him run right by him yeah played less zone Maybe if you did, if you played less zone, they wouldn't be running. They wouldn't be running zone beaters and wouldn't be running crossing routes and, then they and, get and, and feasting off people who are poorly passing off others. You really want Eli Apple to cover Zay Flowers one on one? I'd rather that than him in zone dropping people. Yeah, I, I would. I actually would. Well, uh, we weren't complaining about the Dolphins playing zone when they were shutting down teams for the good part of. Of November and early name, December. Name the elite, elite wide receiver they shut down. Well, that's my argument. That was uh, my I, argument using against me. Uh, um, I, I, all I said was name me the elite wide receiver they shut down. Well, they shut down Garrett Wilson because and he's not elite. Uh, he's not. He's a very good wide receiver. He's not elite. Okay. Well, how many have they been on their schedule? How many? How many times have they been burned by an elite wide? CD Lamb had a big game against them. Mm-hmm. Um, Get him with a crosser. Correct. And then Hopkins hit him with a crosser. Yeah, but that's that's Vic Samo. I mean, I'm not he's not going to go. He's not going to go man right now. Again, I don't know that they have the corners to play man. Do they have the corners uh, to play anything? Why are you giving up on the season just because X is out? Really? Is that what we're doing here? Oh, come on, man. There, 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 there's viable replacements. I'm not even stressing about the Chubb situation, okay? Um, 
X is a huge element of what they do defensively. And you don't have like, okay, with Chubb, you got Melvin Ingram. I know he's been on the practice squad, but Melvin Ingram's played 12 years in the NFL. He's got crap load of sacks. Sure. He's polished. And then you got Emmanuel Agba, who's literally produced 17 impactful plays in 200 defensive snaps. Like, I, I, I think he's, uh, I think he'll be all right. Now, he's so all right. A, he was a healthy scratch last week. Don't be disrespectful. You, you, you know, you know why no, they. Okay, fine. I'll make a deal with you. I will not be disrespectful because I like Emmanuel. He's a great guy, and he's done some good work under Brian Flores mostly. Uh, and you don't overblow what he's done, considering I explained to you earlier the circumstances of a lot of his. I wrote in my column. It's in mop up duty. Can you like, okay. like, uh, see? I mean, getting, I, you, getting a and then I put these things in, and you just ignore them. You're, you're, you just ignore them like, like they didn't happen. I, I said, okay, it was a lot of mop up duty, but did he do it or did he not do it? If Cameron, okay, Wake, if Cameron Good had done it, we would be saying we would be talking about Cameron Good as a young shining star, young guy that we got to develop and put him back, put him on the field more. But because it's Emmanuel Agba. We're like, eh, it's my bub Didi. Eh. No, because it's gotta be supplemented. It's it's gotta be supplemented by big plays in like tight game situations. And for example, tomorrow, give me a sack against Josh Allen in, in a big game when the outcome is dizzy out. here. What's going on? <laughs> I'm, not, I'm moving the screen here. Yeah, I'm, a, I'm jumping up and down in this at the stadium. Um so anyway, no, I again. It's almost because of that bad play last week that all of a sudden Eli Eli Apple is is complete garbage for like Eli of Apple's been good in one game this season. One. He's Uno. been, he's been serviceable. I mean, let's I, I said good. How many games has he been good in? I mean, geez, how many games has Emmanuel been good in? I mean, come on. The one he got a sack and an interception in. Put some respect I mean, on an his name. In the 70 20 game. That was that was really impactful. <laughs> Starting quarterback still on the field. Stop. Uh, Lee Michael, thank you very much. Has the Finns back office told the media to not ask players, coaches' opinions on throwbacks versus the new look? Any info on the logo change? We've asked questions, and everybody from the coaches to the players say they love the throwbacks. They want the throwbacks. The problem is the NFL will not give you your throwbacks. They will give it to you on select games, and you'll buy the merchandise at select opportunities, because it's about money and you obsess about these throwbacks is the exact reason why they won't give it to you. And, and you oh, buy the new ones and the throwbacks and they just sell more and more and more. And I'm going to say this and duck. I, I don't know what the, what the clamoring, I mean, they're okay. They're fine. But I mean, is it because it brings back like the memories of the Super Bowl Dolphins? Because other than that, I mean, visually speaking, it's like no, the throwbacks are throwbacks are superior jerseys. I'm not even going to deny that they they look. Hey, I mean, but, but it's uh, like it's a nostalgia thing that they clearly are. It's not like like I like what the NBA is doing, where they come out with these theme jerseys yeah. every year. Oh come on, you don't like that? Oh come no. on. You don't no. want a Heat Vice jersey? Vice, no. Come on. You don't want a Heat Culture jersey? Come hey. on. See? No, that's that Montreal they're exposing you. Mm -mm. 
Y'all had the ugliest uniforms anyway. Oh, you didn't go there. I did wow. go there. I did go there. Okay. All my Mon Montreal peeps, now you know what to do with Omar after that. <laughs> after that massive diss. Oh, man. Matt, oh, how are you, boss? Do you think Tua has it in him to elevate this team if the defense is hobbled? Feels like yes. we need him to step up and be a superhero the next few weeks or we are cooked. Yes. Omar has never doubted. Omar is a believer. And me, I may show me. I'm just waiting for it. It's not, it didn't happen last week. It clearly didn't happen last week. Um, it's got, let's hope it happens this week or the next week. Okay. Or the next season. Or like, I'm sorry, did you say or the next season? Okay, let's let's hope let's hope it happens and you can ever elevate in this fifth NFL season. Cool. Is there is there expiration limit on on when a quarterback has to elevate and make a team a Super Bowl champion? No, but as Bill Parcells that says at some point you are you are what your record says you are. And, and his record says he's one of the most no, no. efficient and, and accurate record, quarterbacks in the NFL and has the highest winning case. percentage in NFL right now of current players that are not. Uh, Aaron Rodgers. The record in this case would be elevating his team. I'm not talking about he can put up all the gaudy stats he wants, which you will keep going to without mentioning the offense and guys being open quite a bit. Yes, I know he throws guys open sometimes, like every quarterback does. Yes, I know he makes tight window throws sometimes, like every quarterback does. Yes, he Good is release. one of yes, Great he's among presence. the most accurate quarterbacks in the NFL. Deep but, ball producer. Sorry. Deep ball producer, yes. one of the NFL's and best I will say he's, throwing the, he's throwing the ball this year deep very, very well. But what's missing from his resume, like it or not, is elevating in at big moments down the stretch. Not argument, not arguing. Okay. But can we not put last week's loss? I know he threw two interceptions, but can we try not to put last week's loss on, on Tim and actually put it on the defense? But who who did? I, I, I didn't. I okay, I'm just saying. People were like, oh, he can't elevate his team in the biggest moments on the biggest stage. Clearly, he sucks. Well, the defense kind of pooped the bed yes, last week. Yeah. No, no question about that. It, it, wasn't, it wasn't on him. Thank you. Yeah. Appreciate that. Uh, Bernard, Omar, when the Dolphins win the division tomorrow, Josh Allen loses parental rights for the foreseeable future and when will no longer be referred to as dad. I don't think you can take somebody's dad name away from them. Um, and you will lose. Listen, if the dog, yeah, I think that that's right. And what's up, Bernard? I think that's right. Because if they finally beat Buffalo on the biggest stage, they're the game of the week. They're, they're, they're the last NFL regular season game. They're your warm up for the playoffs. If you finally beat Buffalo, winning the AFCs for the first time since 2008, yeah, you 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 can no longer you can no longer say Josh Allen's your daddy. You, you just you just can't because now you own him. Now you you oh, but you'll probably play him the next week, give him a oh, chance. You don't to own him. And here's the other thing too: if the Dolphins win, say like 52-48, is that is that really owning Josh Allen, or you found a way to win the game? I mean, I don't know. I if that's found a way to win it. Yeah, I mean, you're not going to own Josh Allen. And and in fact, I'm terrified of the redo, the the do over. Even even if you even if you beat him, um, then they have to come back here the next week. I mean, they might as well just stay. Um, but yeah, I don't know what the weather looks like in Buffalo. 
Uh, but man, that, but as I've said from the very beginning of this season on this podcast, this season is going to have to go through Buffalo and you got to exercise. Is it, what's is that the right term when you, exercise, when you say exercise, yes, exercise your demons. That doesn't make any sense. Why would I have to exorcise? But anyway. Well, exercise, I mean, you, you say it exercise, but it's pronounced exo. It's spelled E-X. I'm tired. Which is with a no instead of an E. Cap for life. Gentlemen, you guys are starting to make me lose, make a lot of noise in the community. Congratulations on promoting to inspire growth. What community is that? I have no idea what he's talking you. about. I mean, thank you. Um, I do, I do appreciate and respect everybody who enjoys this podcast, follows this podcast, checks out our work on alldolphins.com. Um, uh, everybody who has followed me and supported me in this, come on, you know, when it's a live chat, it's difficult for me to do. Um, there you go. Was it that tough? Um, no, it wasn't that tough. Yes, it was. Cause I had to move off the chat and the comments. Now I'm losing my place. And I'm trying to make sure we, we, we stay on, on, on tap with the comments. Um, where, uh, but thank you for everybody who continues to support us and continues to show love and continues to come by. Now, I'm, I'm going to say it. Some of y'all been kind of light this week on, on checking out the podcast. At least go check out Behind Enemy Lines. Um, it will give you a great opportunity to learn about the Buffalo Bills um, and, and hopefully you're watching this one and maybe you watch Friday, give, give a couple of those podcasts a play. Cause our numbers are a little short of, on what we're used to. Um, but I understand where you're coming from. You're, you're, you're a heartbroken dolphin fan. You, you just got pimp slapped into reality and you don't want to hear or talk about anything dolphins related, but if you love us, please go show us the support and give those some plays and, and let, let advertisement run once or twice, There you um, go. which is how we get paid. Hey, Devin, um, thank you. Ravens Devin Jordan says, Ravens linebacker Patrick McQueen mentioned he picked up tails, tails tendencies in the Dolphins offense. Do you think this McDaniel offense is too predictable? Uh, no, I don't think it's too predictable. I think I would love to hear Patrick Queen's perspective, thought process. Yes, yes. I heard yes. it. It was on the Rich Eisen show, and he basically was asked about how the Ravens were able to stymie both the 49ers and the Dolphins. And he said both offensives have tells that they picked up on. Uh, and Rich Eisen was like, oh, what are those tells? And, and Patrick Wayne said, um, I can't tell you because there's a chance we might play either of those teams again. The one thing he did say is, I don't remember exactly how he phrased it, but he said something along the lines of, you need to hit those guys. Uh, but here's the thing. You get to this point of the season, it's all on tape, on video, whatever you want to say, that the Dolphins have certain things that very clearly they like doing. Uh, and it's not a big secret. It's a matter of when it's coming and executing it. But I, I don't, you know, and it's from play to play. You can fool somebody and get them going the wrong way. But eventually, yeah, at certain times, I don't know if that they're picking up Tells, but I mean, every team has tendencies. There's just no two ways about it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I think. Um... I'll give you an example. Sorry, Mike. I'll give you an example. Like last year, for the first three months of the season, the Dolphins were absolutely making a killing 
with the 15, 20-yard throw down the middle of the field where there was a, a deep slant or a deep end or whatever, and then the Chargers came in, and it was like, mm, you're not getting those, and we're going to jam the middle of the field and have fun with that. And all of a sudden, that that game plan worked out perfectly well because they played off that tendency and the Dolphins were kind of caught off guard or whatever happened. And then, then the, the opener this year, the Dolphins kind of countered that. And what happened? Boom. The offense went completely nuts. Um, to me, and this is based on what I've seen, it's the cloud coverage for me. Um, you can put a cloud coverage. You just have to have safeties over the top of them. But if you take away the first 15 yards in the middle of the field and force Tua to throw outside um, for everything, uh, I think you'll be more effective. But, you know, especially if you're sitting there on sitting on routes, which some of the linebackers were, uh, it'll be interesting to see what happens. Um, I, that's the first time I'd heard that about the Dolphins having tails and I'm, I'm quite curious what they are. I'm, I'm sure every team has tells and every team, you know, and, and coaches adjust to how teams are playing them. So, you know, sometimes those adjustments are good. Sometimes they're bad. True. Everybody know. Thank you. Noel. who will be tasked with key, will helping cater boo who not get embarrassed. That's not very nice. Noel. it's funny. It's funny as hell, but it's not very nice. Cater boo who. Funny, but not very nice. Um, nobody's going to be helping Cater and not get embarrassed. Kate, chances are Cater's going to be in the slot. It's going to be up to him to get the job done. Uh, unless they come up with something different if the Bills stick digs in the slot. If the Bills stick, yeah. If, if the Bills put digs in the slot, then it's going to be very interesting to see what happens. Um, unfortunately, I think you're going to have to do that because if you if you if the Bills put Diggs in the slot, you're going to have to have Ramsey follow him in the slot, and then he's going to run crossers and drags across the middle of the field and option routes. And it is what it is. I'm playing ten on ten, and Diggs and Ramsey's on Diggs. That's how I'm playing it, but that's just me. And um, he's covering Gabriel Davis. Even though he is completely like this, Eli Apple or Cater Kohu on the boundary. Okay, I don't care. Yeah, I, I don't, I'm not convinced that's how they're going to play him. To be very honest, but yep. that certainly would would make sense. Mm -hmm. Why do they change up tomorrow? What, what Terry Terry Nielsen asked. Terry, thank you. What what the dull they change up tomorrow? Rollouts on offense or shadowing on defense? Any other curveballs in their pocket? Have they unveiled the stuff they had in training camp? We have not seen. Yes, they have. And they're kind of getting to it now that they have the offense has to evolve with uh, Tua, with um, with Jalen Waddell out. It's more tight ends, more fullback. I still think that they can utilize your Pro Bowl fullback a little bit more. Um, there are a number of plays that I saw during training camp that probably still haven't seen. Um, I get it. They were probably just working on that package, seeing what it looks like, what it could look like. But in my mind, it's time to dust it off. And if you can feel like you can play a physical brand of football with the Buffalo Bills. I like I like a lot of their I formation stuff. They rarely ever use it. OK, Matthew. I like a lot of their pistol stuff. They rarely ever use it. 
Thank you, Matt. But Matt, I'm going to take issue with you on here on this one. No one loves to choke in key games like the Buffalo Bills, including these Josh Allen teams. The Bills team gets tight if you can keep it close in the fourth. Thanks for the streams, guys. Matt, you do realize that the Bills uh, in the regular season in, in December and January games have won 13 in a row. I don't know if that's choking in key games very much. Um, so there's that. So, no, they have made – what I will say is they can get sloppy at times and that goes Josh Allen certainly can be guilty of that. There was a play toward the end of last week's game against New England. They were nursing a 27-21 lead. It was a fourth quarter, I want to say about halfway through, and he scrambled up the middle around midfield and he took a shot as he went down. But right before he went down, he tried to lateral to one of his teammates, which was very, very careless. The ball wound up on the ground. Bills were able to recover. So Allen is prone to making those types of plays, but to call the Bills a choke team. Yeah, I'm not sure. I'm not sure about that one. Our buddy, Ohio John, thank you. Do you think it bother, bothers the players or Ross that visiting fans still come in with huge numbers for a game like this? I want Hard Rock to become takeover proof. Yeah, good luck with that one. Nah. Um, it, it's it, If it would bother them then they should be bothered when they do it to the opposition and they do it to the opposition. Yeah. It's, this is just the nature of, of the sport. Um, when the Dolphins go on the West Coast, anywhere on the West Coast, and that includes Denver. Um, I don't know if Denver's considered the West Coast or not. Um, time zone. Yeah, it's they take over the West Coast when they go. Uh, you know, supposedly there was a good contingent in Baltimore. I don't know because I wasn't there. Um Dolphins. Well, they do, the, they do the MetLife takeover every year. I mean, they had yeah, it, was, yeah. it was borderline a home game when they played the Chargers in the opener. It's so, always been a home game when they played Chargers. Yeah, no, no. Uh, there was another game they played that was that almost felt like a home game. Arizona was always yeah. always relatively a home game. Um, yeah, it's it's. I mean, obviously, it, the players would prefer having like to be a full pro Dolphin crowd, but. They're not going to sweat about it. And I don't know that it's ever going to happen uh, becoming takeover proof because it's South Florida is such a transient community. What people don't realize is most people come to games because for the event and for the status that it brings, like hell I'm showing up in the first quarter of the game because I actually have a job that requires me to be in the studio and I don't get to leave until kickoff um, doing QAM work. And while I'm coming in, there's still a good 10,000 people still walking in into the first quarter of the game. Like, are you kidding me? Like, so don't think that this is just all rabid fan base people who bought tickets. No. And people just have season tickets just to have season tickets. And sometimes they often sell them. Yep. And there's certain games you're going to be. I mean, there's so many people from from New yeah. York. Who, who live who live in Miami? So many people from Chicago. Well, um, I believe uh, we were talking about this during Dallas week, and somebody sent um, Alex Solana, one of my WQAM co-hosts of the uh, pregame show. They were two hundred and fifty dollar tickets, face value. He made two grand off them. So on a five hundred dollar investment, he made a a thousand and five hundred dollars profit. Mm-hmm. Like. People, be real here. Like, like, be real. 
be real with yourself here. A lot of a lot of these people do not have tickets because they have tickets because they have the passion for it. But if they see an opportunity to maximize their money um, and be able to afford the season tickets for next year, they're going to seize on that opportunity. That's just the reality of it. And you can't blame them. Alexander, yeah. thank you. In your opinion, Frank Smith really deserved being a top head coach candidate. Um, you, Poupard. I don't know. I'm not inside the building. I mean, all, all I can I can, I can, can go with what, you know, Mike McDaniel talks about everything being a collaborative effort, but I think it's Mike McDaniel's offense. He's the one who calls the plays. Uh, by the same token, on the flip side, the NFLPA conducted a survey of its players Mm-hmm. asking to rank or to evaluate, give grades on their own offensive coordinators. And then they tell who got the highest scores. And lo and behold, Frank Smith had the highest score of any offensive coordinator in the NFL. Does that mean he's ready to be a head coach? I All I, all I know is his name is mentioned every time there's an opening. It's been mentioned for Carolina, for the Raiders, for the Chargers jobs. Um, so there's got to be something to it. When you have – one of the top ranked offenses in the league, even though you're not necessarily the play caller, um, you're going to draw some interest. The, the only concern I have, and I like Frank Smith, the only concern I have uh, is the soft-spoken nature. And that doesn't necessarily mean that he can't be a good head coach or he isn't a leader of men. Um, I just find it unorthodox when it comes to head coaches. You, you see what yeah, I'm saying? No, yeah, it's unusual because he talks to us in the media, and a lot of times it's like, what's he saying? What's he saying? Um, and then, then you wonder, it's like, you know, can he be in the front of a room and command the room? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's my biggest – And but then I, I had the same concern about Mike McDaniel, and lo and behold – There you go. The, uh, like, you, you watch Mike McDaniel in, in some of those pressers from the 49ers, and you're like, really? And lo and behold, guy can command a room. Guy, you know. Correct. Well, also, I mean, as we see on Hard Knocks, I mean, he's obviously not shy about like you know, raising his voice or using salty language with his players. And maybe Frank Smith's that way behind behind the scenes. Although we, you know, we haven't seen him. We talk about fan never seeing Fangio on he saw Fangio on Hard Knocks. We haven't seen Frank Smith. I mean, one not one time. Yeah. Uh, well, I think they took notes on the fact that we said, oh, what are they, scared of Fangio? Fangio was on Hard Knocks. He even sat down for a confessional. I know. Hey, well, that's scared of, of Frank Smith? Huh? No, I said Fangio, but yeah. You know, you, you say we need to dare them on Frank Smith? Maybe. Uh, um, to the off yeah. of something we have, Devin, thanks again. Your thoughts on Bill's Mafia taking over Fort Lauderdale Beach? Enjoy it. Um, Fort Lauderdale and Buffalo, you go together. Like if they took over Miami Beach or Miami, I'd be a little bit more concerned. You could have Fort Lauderdale. If Bills win tomorrow, they will be titled the Dolphins Baby Daddy. JDM Wizard. Thank you for the contribution. Um will they? Hey man. It's a, it's a, we know, we know the deal. You know, you know what Josh Allen's done to, to the Dolphin franchise over the years. You, you, absolutely uh, yes, we do. Shatubi. Go ahead, Noah. No, Shatubi should not become back player of the year after what he went through. Why not? Um, he didn't die on the field. You think DeMar Hamlin should become back player of the year, even though he's been active like twice? 
Is it even twice? I know he played against the Dolphins. Yeah. In week four. I don't know if he's ever played again. He's alive. I understand that, but I mean, the comeback. Oh, he's played in he's a, five games. Oh. He's alive. So that that that, that makes that's sense. kind of the ultimate comeback. Death to life. I understand that that comeback took place like last yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, 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 no. That, that no, 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 no. To the no. Dude, I'm not the only one who's saying this. I mean, is he really a comeback player of the year when he's played 5 games and ba- I think it's I just saw like 17 snaps on defense? Dead. I understand, I understand that, but that happened. That happened last year, last year. Also, oh, you think he should become that player? Yeah, he. But he actually played in the game this okay. year. And there's also he had cardiac arrest where he was revived fairly quickly. I mean, I, I get the I get the severity. Dead. Okay. Alive. Okay, you have your answer. Um, like, who's unseating him for comeback player of the year? Tua with a couple concussions, like. And it's, uh, people are talking about Joe Flacco, but I mean, he didn't come back from anything. Damn, that's a good one, though. Well, wait a minute, wait a minute. Where did he come back from? He was employed. At, he was playing in the league at the end of last year. He played against the Dolphins. Yeah, but he, his career was dead, and then he came back this season. Come back. I actually, it fits. Come back from retirement? Okay. Come, come back from being an outcast. Nobody wanted you. Then every team lost quarterbacks, and you're quarterback number 12 on the free agent list, and – you come back in the league and you lead the the Browns to the playoffs. Actually, it fits. Joe Flacco, comeback player of the year. There you go. Jason, thank you very much. What can to improve on and how much higher of a ceiling can he realistically get to? And if we don't beat the Bills this year, then when? Thanks. I'll address that first. Oh. Uh, Jason, I'm going to be very honest with you. At this stage of his career, what he can improve on is consistency. Killer I, instinct. I, sorry. Killer instinct. What's what's killer instinct? Uh, P- putting a team away. They push, should they certainly put the Broncos away? Taking so, life. Okay, so to me, it's consistency and how much of a higher ceiling can you re- realistically get to? Oh, sorry. Can prove on consistency and then the how is it you phrase it? The, the big tennis balls and big games. Uh, yeah, we're talking about the same thing. Killer instinct. Are, sorry? We're talking about the same thing. Killer instinct. Like, you got you to gotta, you gotta take a life. You well, got, no, you got, to, me, to me, it's no. It's in big moments. Being big in big moments. That's what right? I'm talking about. Uh, and how realistically, how much of a higher of a ceiling can he re- realistically get to? Once he does that, he's a complete quarterback. He's a complete killer. Now the assassin is missing. Okay, fair enough. Uh, no, no. What was the rest of that question? Um, sorry. We don't build. We don't build this year. They beat him last year, Jason. They beat him last year. If you mean for the AFC's title, yeah. If they don't win the AFC's title this year, it'll be like holy moly. When Josh Allen retires, I mean. <laughs> I'm seriously, I talk about everything was, was there for them. Yeah. Uh, and the bills were very, the rules were shaky at six and six. They were on their bye facing a game at Kansas city. All they had to do was beat Tennessee. It would have been theirs. You didn't take care of business. And these are the things that happen that come up and bite you in the booty. When you do 
when you don't take care of business and you put yourself in this situation and now you got to dig yourself out. And I think that they have the potential to dig themselves out. Do I think the odds are stacked against them? Yes. Vegas thinks the odds are stacked against them, even at home. Um, Josh Allen is coming in here with the confidence and the swagger that he is about to slay a dragon. And who is your dragon slayer? Is it going to be Jalen Ramsey? Is it going to be Christian Wilkins? Is it going to be Raheem Moster? Is it going to be Tariq Hill? Like, is it going to be Tua Tonga-Valoa? Is it going to be Durham Smite? Like, you need a dragon slayer. And this is where quarterbacks get paid the big money. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Um, you're absolutely right. Humble legend. Thank you. If Mike McDaniel doesn't make a deep run in the playoffs, will Stephen Ross be tempted to bring in Jim Harbaugh? Absolutely not. Stephen Ross has come out and said he will never hire Jim Harbaugh as an NFL head coach. He's flat out said that. Stop. And he's very happy with him being at Michigan. He said, if, if somebody takes him from the NFL, it's not going to be me. He's had how many? Three coaching searches. He's not interviewed Stephen Ross, Jim Harbaugh. Well, he did interview him in 2011. That was, yeah, that was um, – whose job was that? Yeah, Tony Sperano. Oh, damn. Yeah, I forgot. There wasn't, yeah. even, a, there wasn't even an opening. No, um, correct. But he's, he, said, he said he's not hiring Stephen. He's gone on record and said he's not hiring Harbaugh like a zillion times. And, and folks, Mike McDaniel, even if he loses two straight games now, Mike McDaniel will probably get a contract extension, not be put on the hot seat. Like there's too much that you see – that you know this team is going in the right direction, that you know they don't have the dysfunction. Ooh, 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 time out on me. Time out. Uh, unless I'm severely mistaken, he signed a four-year contract when he was hired. They're not signing him to a contract extension heading into his third year if they if it goes Brother, south. trust me. They're going to sign him to a contract extension. Trust me. Trust me. Okay, unless you know something. Tr you, trust maybe, me. Maybe they're not. Something. Yes. Okay. You, you you don't you don't you don't know. You're not. You don't let your coach go into his final season, into his final season of his contract without an extension. If you're keeping him long term, next year is not the final year of his contract. Excellent, your excellent point. Excellent okay. point by you. So there's again, this to me goes back to the thing. Why is the rush to to, to like tie yourselves? Yeah. To quarterback and coach, if the results are not what you want them to be this time, the results have been good. But you got excuses now, brother. You got built-in excuses. Yeah, except, except mm, and mm -hmm. I get this, and I, I did. It, it, you don't have built-in excuses. Public service announcement. Okay, I did it. Oh my gosh! Did I freeze? Did P freeze? Somebody in the comments, let me know. Oh, there you go. You're back. Okay. Right. Hold on. Public service announcement. I missed it. Go ahead. Give me the public okay, hold service, on. Public service announcement. At historianalldolphins.com with some research on injuries for the Dolphins around the league. I did additional research, and I'm going to update the story either tonight, if my headache goes away, or tomorrow with even more research. You got all day tomorrow. Go ahead. Correct. To illustrate where the Dolphins stand in terms of injuries relative to the league. And I know somebody put out today that their offensive line among contenders has had the fewest starts from their starters. It, but it's not – everything is not like black and white. Oh, what was the Dolphins? They've had it worse than everybody. That's not accurate. Okay. Uh, so look out, look for it on alldolphins.com. So who's had it worse, Pupar? Tomorrow, tomorrow, story? 
Okay, now the story. I don't have the. I don't have the. I have it like away from my desk. I'm sitting on my couch right now, and I'm not moving. So. Oh, okay. This is grumpy migraine Poupard. Yes. It's a different guy. I'm soldiering through right now because this migraine has not. Yes. I've already addressed this one. All right, let's kill some of these questions and and then head on out to the rest of our weekend. I'd like to watch some NFL football as well. Tua's paying Omar the table scum, he says. No, I just believe in Tua and always have. No money required. That's funny. Whoop, hold on. What's this one here? Kazim, does the front office realize they've struck gold with Mike Manuel? He might legitimately be a top 10 or top 5 head coach already, and moving on from him would be a horrid, horrid mistake. Again, Kazim, understand what we're saying. We are talking up under the hypothetical of the season goes, goes south. I'm not questioning Mike McDaniel's ability as a head coach, but the goal is to make some headway into the playoffs. Okay. Uh, if the goal is strictly to get into the playoffs, they've once they got in the playoffs. Want to be honest, want to be fair about this. Am I right? Am I right? You're right. Uh, It was an interesting one here. Dolphin. To a mid, if I could make a player good by wishing Harrington would have been a Hall of Famer. Okay. It's a. You looking at these? I'm, I'm, I'm trying to come up with questions here. Dan B. Go ahead. It's, it's addressed to you. Omar, I don't think so. Not after his comments on Hard Knocks on Tuesday, his mentality of. Effort does not make me feel like he's the right dis- discipline. He has the right discipline. Will change my mind when he wins the big game. I have no idea what that comments. Okay. So we'll hide it. Mr. Charles has an interesting one here. Do you believe in paying someone before their value is at their highest? Uh, I don't believe in making a long-term commitment to somebody without knowing where you can go with him. That's my personal philosophy or having a strong conviction of where you can go with it. Value is at their highest. Um, uh, Yes, I do believe in paying someone before their value is at the highest. Um, I think that that's smart business, but the the escalating price of of quarterbacking just continues to rise. So you're going to have to figure that. I mean, it's going to be what it's going to be. You're going to figure that out one way or the other. Um, Omar be playing both sides. No, I actually just say my opinion. Like, hold on one second. Somebody is somebody is suggesting that I, I I have not seen this. Well, hold on. Yep. What what? Javon Holland has been downgraded to questionable. Interesting. Yeah. Um. That's not good. Nope, it's not. Um. Confirmed. Okay. That's not fun. What is worse, beating Buffalo tomorrow and playing Buffalo again next week or and losing or losing tomorrow? Well, if you're already saying Buffalo that, tomorrow and playing Buffalo again next week and losing or losing tomorrow. What well in that case, Dean, then it's better to lose tomorrow because you're not under your scenario, and that's what happens next week. Um give me so, a minute, baby. Give okay. me a minute. I think this might be our signal that we need to yes. wrap it, wrapping it up. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, and let's look for a couple of really quick comments here, and then we are going to go ahead and wrap it up. So why can't Tua have a perfect passer rating to match? Um, does he look like he's got the weaponry to give you a perfect passer rating? Just a serious question. Does he uh, need Does he need the weaponry to have a perfect passer rating? Yeah, you do. Kind of do. Um, really? All righty. Folks, it's been okay. fun. I apologize if we haven't gotten to your question. Um, it's all love. We will see you tomorrow live right after the game. Win or loss, we'll be here. And same thing the rest of the season. Am I optimistic? No, I'm not optimistic because you do not have good enough cornerbacks. Okay, one one last one. Bronx fans, why can't tour wear shields so defenders can't see him staring down receivers with his eyes? They wouldn't Are you they, crazy? They would be, first of all, they would the, the defenders would see a quarterback staring by the direction of his head. Two is like the most look off quarterback in. Oh my god! Don't you don't you do it? Don't you do it? Don't you do it? They will tell you Tua does the no look. Don't do it, poop. Just walk away. Just walk away. See your screen froze. Tua nine's already after you. All right, folks. <laughs> don't you do it, poop. I'm over here, so Gang, <laughs> don't, don't you do it? Just walk away, Pupar. Just walk away peacefully. <laughs> Thanks, everyone. We'll Back away from the keyboard. Just hold your hand up. Just walk away. I'm off. Hit hit end, end stream. Have a good one, everyone. Right. Thank you for watching. Bye. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org.